Back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Goldseth. It is Tuesday, March 26th. And uh, we shared about the the um, Lutheran Elementary School Association um, auction and a dinner auction that's coming mm-hmm. up right around the corner. And that's in April. And coming up also in April, uh, this is really a unique experience, the Gospel of Mark Tour. Now, what is it? We'll find out more in a little bit. Uh, we've talked about it before, but in case you haven't experienced it, um, or our newbie to St. Louis and needs something really awesome to do. But it's not just in St. Louis. Oh, it's that a is true. Tour. It's a tour. That's what tour so, means, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And the, they're, they're covering some ground this year. So it's kind of exciting. Joining us today, Doctor oh, yeah. the Reverend Dr. Kent Burrison. He's professor of systematic theology and dean of chapel at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Also one of the presenters of the Gospel of Mark. Dr. Burrison, thanks so much for being our guest this morning. My pleasure, as always. Now, the Gospel of Mark tour. Uh what is the Gospel of Mark tour? <laughs> yeah, so the Gospel of Mark uh, tour is basically uh, something that we began about six years ago. Uh, Dr. James Belts, who is a graduate professor of exegetical theology here at Concordia Seminary, obviously a New Testament expert and an expert on the Gospel of Mark, um, he was actually working on his commentary for Concordia Publishing House in the Concordia Commentary series. And um, it took a, a real keen interest in the performative nature of the Gospels. In other words, that the Gospels in the uh, early church would have been delivered orally. So when people read, read quote-unquote, the Gospels, they would have um, delivered them out loud to congregations, you know, throughout the uh, Mediterranean world. And... Um, so that was probably the first way in which the Gospels were disseminated is orally. So people would memorize the entire text and then deliver that text uh, to the congregations. And so we felt it would be um, appropriate to um, you know, sort of return to that practice. You know, what, what might it look like? How might it feel to experience the Gospels uh, being told or read uh, out loud from... Um, uh, you know, with the text memorized. And so that's what we did. We uh, recruited six of us to participate in this, um, in this delivery of the Gospels in this way and, um, and have been doing it now for six years. This is our sixth year of doing it. Wow. I need to go see this. This sounds yes, really fascinating. <laughs> this year's the year. Uh, how is uh, uh, hearing the word different from reading the word? Yeah, so and one of the things we tell people at the beginning of, of the Gospel of Mark is don't open your Bibles. Um, <laughs> because, you know, the tendency is people want to you know, grab their Bibles and follow along. Mm-hmm. Um, what's different is that you're hearing, there, there, there's a different experience in terms of, you know, looking at text on a page. So it brings out the reality of the movement, especially especially true of Mark, but it would be true of Luke and Ma- or Matthew or John or even Paul's epistles as well. Um, you get a sense of the movement of the narrative in a different way than reading it, and you see the, how the whole gospel holds together, the connectedness uh, and the design of the gospel uh, from Mark's perspective, you know, what Mark was trying to do to tell the story of um, our Lord Jesus Christ. So how do you, how do you do, how did Mark do that? And you get a 
much greater uh, understanding of how the text ties together. And so there are things that pop out at you in the hearing of it that you wouldn't necessarily notice uh, when you're looking at it on the page. Um, you know, the interconnectedness of various stories within the Gospel of Mark, even in my section, I, I do a section. So the way we do it is uh, each of our performers or readers, whatever you want to call them, um, take a section. So we divided the Gospel up into into six sections, and I have Mark 8.52 to the end of chapter 10. And uh, so this contains Jesus' three um, predictions of his passion, of his suffering and death. And you see the connectedness in that section of, the, uh, of his predictions of his, of his suffering and death and the inability of the disciples or anybody else to understand what was going on and how his power as uh, son of God is manifested in what takes place in that section of the Gospel of Mark, but also that all those things, healing the sick, de- delivering people from demons, how that all is comes to focus in his crucifixion and resurrection. So you see the interconnectedness, you hear the interconnectedness uh, in, in the whole Gospel uh, in ways that you just don't experience when you're looking at uh, print text on a page. Speaking of printed text on a page, this isn't just a memorization straight out of the the ESV or NIV. Tell us about the the translation that's being presented in the Gospel of Mark. Mm -hmm. That's a good question, Andy. So when we started the process, I mentioned that Dr. Veltz was working on his commentary for uh, Concordia Commentary Series, and so he was putting together, which is the case for all of the commentaries in that series, a fresh translation of the Gospel. And so we started with his text, um, his translation uh, for the Concordia Commentary Series. All of us worked on our sections independently to some degree. Um, And so we took his translation as sort of the base benchmark translation, which is a very literal translation trying to capture the nuances of the Greek. Um, And then we adapted it because sometimes his translation wasn't the most felicitous in terms of oral delivery. And so each of us took you know, usually drawing upon the ESV, maybe the NIV. Uh, some may have used some other translations, but primarily ESV and NIV to to smooth out Dr. Veltz's translation. So, um, so it has the characteristics of his translation, sort of at the at the very base of the text, um, but then adapted to um, more natural language flow uh, and speech uh, patterns uh, from the NIV and the ESV. So this this book of the Bible is is probably relatively familiar to you and to the other speakers. Uh, yeah. But what what goes into preparing to present in this manner? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, so we start like I said, we started six years ago, and so initially it was uh, for each of us just becoming familiar with with the text that we were memorizing, the section of the Gospel of Mark we were memorizing, um, and. In our early performances, I'd probably say about the first two years, um, you know, there we we weren't necessarily we didn't have a command of the text that uh, we have now. Um, so it was a matter of continually rehearsing, going over things, and all of us had different patterns. I remember Dr. 
Dr. Michael Ziegler, who is the Lutheran Hour speaker, uh, his pattern was to, and I think it's still his pattern, because he actively, he's the only one of us, he has the entire gospel memorized. So he can substitute for, if any of us get sick, uh, Michael can substitute for any of us. Um, but I know he went through his house and he would rehearse particular sections of the gospel within particular rooms of his house. So he would associate that particular text with that room in his house. Um, for me, I have a different pattern. I have to sort of you know, focus on the whole on particular sections of the text and just go over them again and again and again. And that's what I had to do to, to learn the text. And I didn't do it in it. I primarily did it here on campus in, in our auditorium. So uh, each of us had different patterns, but you had to make that text. Um, it, it just had to become part of you, literally. Um, so it's, it's literally like eating the text. When, when the scriptures say, you know, uh, eat the text, consume the text, um, that's literally what we've done. And now at this point, um, it's all uh, part, simply part of us. So I can, I can pull up part of one of my uh, a, a text within my section and use it in class. I can use it in a Bible study, and I don't have to refresh it. Um, it's just there, and um, and it's it's a it's a wonderful experience. So I encourage students now, you know, take up memorizing a particular text, you know, part of the gospel, or memorizing one of Paul's epistles, or even just a psalm, um, because if you memorize it, then it literally becomes part of you. It's 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 never you don't have to look at the Bible, you don't have to look at the physical text. Um, it's inside of you. Here's a fun challenge for pastors. I visited a church while I was in grad school and on internship. And the pastor memorized the gospel lesson, the gospel reading mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. Sunday. Yep. Wow. Yep. yep. Had the gospel reading memorized. Yep. Like, could, the, the, during the, yep. they would do a gospel processional, and the, the acolyte would be holding the, the scriptures the there, but he didn't, he, didn't have to look. he had it all committed to memory. <laughs> yep. I mean, there's really the challenge. Cool. We just have about a, a minute left here, sure. and I want to let our listeners know where they can mm-hmm. find the, the presentations mm-hmm. of the, the gospel of Mark this year on the tour. Yes, I should have looked up this information before we got on. on, on <laughs> I've got KTO. it here. But, but I know we, we're performing over in Collinsville, uh, Holy Week, the Tuesday of Holy Week. Uh, and I don't remember exactly what that date is. Um, I think it's in Collinsville. Um, and then at least in St. Louis area. And then uh, we're going on the road uh, the, the first week of Easter uh, out to Redeemer in uh, the Bronx, New York, and to a congregation in Massachusetts. And I don't remember exactly which congregation that is, but you might have that information. <laughs> sure. The website is uh, www.csl.edu slash the gospel of Mark is the place where you can find all these uh, the dates and locations, starting with Zion in Bethalto, Illinois, Bethalto. on uh, Tuesday, <laughs> April 16th, headed to Redeemer in Bronx, New York, on April 26th, 27th at St. John's in Westfield, Massachusetts, uh, and then later in the fall, it looks like, uh, headed to Sedalia, Missouri, and Pekin, yep. Illinois. Is that right? That's correct. All that's right. Correct. Very good. The, that's uh, csl.edu slash the gospel of Mark uh, to find out more about these presentations. Mm-hmm. The Reverend Dr. Kent Burrison, professor of systematic theology, dean of chapel at Concordia Seminary, and one of the presenters of the gospel of Mark. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. My pleasure. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Sarah. That does it for the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.
Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Oh,